You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 458, Earth War, part one, star target, Earth. Episode 458 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am coming back from vacation, lad. Aww. Yeah, I took the last week off to uh, to spend with the kids, and uh, we got to do all kinds of fun stuff. We got to climb on things. We got to uh, jump on things. We got to splash in things, and we got to see Spider-Man. Oh, sweet. So... Sarah's first time ever in a, a movie theater to see a movie, and that's what she got to see. And uh, I said to her at one point, "Are you having fun?" And she's and she's like, "Yeah, this is cool." And now she spent much of it uh, with her three D glasses off, and it's like, <laughs> doesn't that seem kind of blurry? And she, and it's like, put the glasses on. She's like, "No, I don't like them." <laughs> uh, fair enough. Okay. She was into it, and uh, and so yeah, so we got to see uh, Batman be the bad guy in a uh, in a Spider-Man movie. So that's always a good thing. <laughs> nice. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it was very so cool. He's been I really enjoyed it. He's now been Batman, Birdman, and Vulture. Exactly. exactly. So that's that's pretty impressive for for superhero characters. All things with wings. Indeed. Yes, yes. So it, was, <laughs> so it was excellent, but yes, it is back to the grind. Oh, I'm As sorry. As they say, back to the grind. That's okay. Uh, indeed, yeah. indeed. Over to you, sir. Hi, everybody. I am Darren Well, and I guess this weekend I am moving, uh, man, because I moved some stuff this morning, and it is hot in Atlanta. Not only hot, but it is humid. Hot and humid. Hot and sticky. Hot and sticky and humid, yeah. It's like uh, people who are new here are like, oh, well, when it rains, it'll cool off. No. The the water hits the pavement, which instantly becomes steam, adding yeah. to the jungle-like environment in your underwear. So, yeah, um, no. It is so funny you say it that way. Jan had a, run, a race to run yesterday, and she said it felt like she was running through soup for much of it. Yeah. 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 It's not pretty. Not pretty. So if you can avoid moving in July and August, I'm a big fan of avoiding moving in July and August. Just saying. I'm but, a big fan of avoiding moving, period. But yes, I there, understand where you're coming too. from. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's that too. So, hey, was there anything going on this weekend? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. That's what I thought. All right. That's your show. Comments Yay! as always. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, people. Uh, all right, so we, we got a, we got a bunch of stuff to go over. Um, uh, I, I think we have put to rest that the, the San Diego Comic Con um, sick now um, lawsuit should end because really it's San Diego Movie Con <laughs> and TV show and TV show con and TV show con. Yes, doesn't quite roll I, off the tongue. I, I can understand why they want to keep, keep the uh, alliteration. Um, but hey, if we look at where at the source material for most of it, mm-hmm. true, true. You know that's uh, that is what it is. So, um, but hey, let's um, let's get into some of the uh, the uh, SDCC news type stuff. SDCC. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, there were a few things um, of note. Um, and, uh, you know, by, by people that have been involved uh, tangentially with uh, with Legion. Um, and uh, and some that haven't been uh, involved at all, but they're cool anyway. So um, we can start off with Best New Series. The Eisner for uh, Best New Series was won by Black Hammer by Jeff Lemire and Dean Ormston. Best Limited Series was The Vision by Tom King and Gabriel Walta. Congrats, Tom. Yeah, seriously. And and that's not the last time we're going to hear his name on this list. That's um, true. And it's Which true. is awesome. And uh, that Vision series, for those who haven't read it, is fantastic. Like, it, that is, a, is such a well-earned thing. Um, best Continuing Series, once again, Saga by Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. Uh, I'm going to skip down a few... Um, uh, best graphic album new was Wonder Woman: The True Amazon by Jill Thompson, which mm. you, you gotta check out. It's fantastic. And Yay, Wonder Woman! Woot. Well, and and I see that's how I first became aware of Jill Thompson as an artist uh, because she um, was uh, when when Perez was still writing the book, she was the penciler for a, for a stretch, mm-hmm. and uh, that was before she moved on to doing things like Sandman and uh, um, The Invisibles. And got and before she kind of broke into that vertigo world, mm-hmm. um, you know, because we we have this this assumption of, of Jill Thompson as kind of this vertigo type artist, but uh, but she was she was doing a lot of superhero stuff before that, and is again as it turns out. Um, best writer was uh, Brian K. Vaughn. Best writer slash artist Sunny Lou, who uh, um, did the art of uh, Charlie Chan Hawk Chai. Um, best penciler inker individual team was Fiona Staples for Saga. I feel like saying that twice. Um, saga, saga, saga. <laughs> um, so I, someone did in, in comments on one thread. Uh, I, I saw them. Oh, so it was the Saga Awards again. But, I mean, hey, it's a good series. There's a reason. Um, yeah, seriously. If it's good, it's good. This is the thing. Um, best painter, multimedia artist was Jill Thompson for Wonder Woman: The True Amazon, and also Beast of Burden, What the Cat Dragged In. Best lettering. Well, I Todd think Todd Klein. I no think I think you just give it to this guy. It, it's he's the Tom Hanks of comic book lettering. Well, um, he he is he is the letterer. I mean, come on, he's the guy. If you want something lettered? You call Todd Klein. Exactly. Um, best digital comic, uh, Bandette uh, by Paul Tobin and Colleen Coover. This is one of the ones for Monkey Brain. Um, mm. Really, really fun book. Um, best web comic was Bird Boy by. And Salba, Sabla, Zabla, Zabla, Sazabla. I don't know. I do not know. Um, I'm gonna chip, uh, trick down a few. Uh, the Bill Finger Award went to William Messner Loeb's. Shout out to Messner Loeb's. Love that guy. And also some guy named Jack Kirby. Hmm. Never um, heard of him. I like that. And you know, we, it's funny because we did that. T- we were talking last week about Kirby and the whole mm-hmm. uh, uh, DC. Um, Master or what is it they call it? Legend. The the, D, the, D, Disney, the Disney legend. legend. Disney legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we we actually kind of brought it around to Bill Finger in there. So interesting that the next week, of course, he would get uh, the Bill Finger Award, which is kind of like a lifetime achievement thing. Um, best comics related periodical slash journalism. The AV Club. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, <laughs> 
hey, best. Uh, I, I, I have a I have a vested interest in this one. Best academic scholarly work: Superwomen, uh, Gender, Power, and Representation. I actually sell this book. Oh, sweet! <laughs> so it's it's a good book. Um, everyone should buy a copy. Um, uh, best short story: Good Boy by Tom King and David Finch in Batman Annual Number One. Let me guess. That's an Ace the Bat Hound story. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's great. I haven't um, read it, but I, but I need to apparently. So, um, yeah, it's uh, you, you know uh, he he's done some great stuff in 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 Batman, and and there's there's been some aspects of the run that has been um, um, what's the word for it have been kind of polarizing. Um, mm. I think you got to get to a point, you know, <laughs> again, as with any character that has been around for over for 75 ages. years, you, you gotta, you gotta do some things that are going to kind of piss some people off. Mm, um, true. You best, gotta make it fun. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Best single issue, one shot, Beast of Bird and What the Cat Dragged In by Evan Dorkin, Sarah Dyer and Jill Thompson. Um, I'm going to s- skip over a couple and then come back to, to this one. Um, Best publication for kids age nine to twelve. Ghost by Irina Telgemeier. She should always win stuff too. She does great work. Mm-hmm. Um, and hey, uh, shout out to the Will Eisner Spirit of Retailing Award Kamikaze in uh, Somerville, Massachusetts. Um, but one I really want to want to talk about here is best anthology. We knew this was coming. Love is mm-hmm. love, folks. Yep. Yeah, uh, edited by Sarah Gatos and Jamie S. Rich. Uh, this was, of course, the uh, the book that uh, Mark Andreco helped put together with IDW and DC, and uh, and there's a Legion connection in there because there's a couple of really neat little Legion stories in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Bob Clampett Humanitarian Award went to Joe Ferrara for his work in prostate cancer awareness, and to Mark Andreco for the Love Is Love anthology beautiful thing and so so well deserved mm-hmm. so um and then what we're going to talk uh, finally about the hall of fame uh judges choices uh they had milk gross hg peter antonio Prohias, of course spy versus spy um and then the dory seda voters choice or no sorry and dory seda and then the voters choices sorry it's just the way it's typed out here uh, yeah. Where uh, Gilbert and uh, and Jaime Hernandez, of course, best known for Love and Rockets, Jorge Perez, who? That's right. Walt ah. Simonson and Jim Starlin, all very worthy nominees. Yes, uh, no one has mentioned whether or not um, uh, Steve Apollo uh, will. Uh... <laughs> I, I think Steve Apollo and Justin Time are just stuck <laughs> in committee. Uh, I think that's where they are. Indeed. So congratulations. They are controversial artists, Paul. You got to give them, you know, some it, time to figure out how to do that. It's true. It's very, very, very true. So anyway, uh, congratulations to the winners of the Eisners. Um, next up. I mean, there were announcements here and there on stuff, but honestly, a lot, none of it was really sort of, it used to be that they held on to the announcements until San Diego. Yeah. They don't really do that anymore. They they just announce as they go. 
and um, it just doesn't feel like that's that's a thing that they do anymore. And it's probably because it's too much of a pain in the ass to keep uh, to keep plugging the leaks, so to speak. Well, maybe. Um, <laughs> But there was one um, which seems fantastic, in, in, incredible even. Um, wow. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who are the Terrifics? Uh, DC's new Fantastic Foursome. See, even uh, even CBR can't, re- can't resist getting in on it. Well, it's obvious. Come on. Oh, of course it is. But but the thing is, you've got um, the the neat thing is is you've got Mister Fantastic actually split between two characters. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, there's the torch for some reason. So okay. Well, well take it. I mean, uh, attitude wise, I would say attitude. There yeah, is yeah. yes. Um, okay, so uh, this came up was one of the things that I mean, and there were lots of things that came up in the Dark Matter panel, uh, but this was just a sort of a separate one, and it, it does seem. You know, for something like when you when you hear the phrase dark matter, it's like, oh, great. That's what we need more of. More darkness. <laughs> yeah. This does not seem remotely dark. Um, and, and that's what I kind of dig about it. Uh, mm. So it is a team book written by Jeff Lemire, uh, illustrated by Yvonne Heiss, uh, with character redesigns by Evan Shaner. And it is called The Terrifics. And um, so it will star a quartet of fan favorite DC characters that haven't been seen in some time. Um, so the roster of the team might be somewhat new to more recent converts to the DC universe, but, uh, basically what it comes down to is Metamorpho, Plastic Man, Mr. Terrific, and Darren? Phantom Girl. That's right. The runaway bride herself. It's Um, true. It's true. Yeah. And, um... So yeah, so Mr. Terrific, uh, is, is apparently leading the team, um... Uh, you know, I mean, it is called the Terrifics, uh-huh. <laughs> like Mister Fantastic, uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh-huh. or Mister Incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, I'm just waiting for the lawyers at this point. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just too obvious and obtuse, really. If they had released this on April 1st, I would have said, "Great gag, guys! That's hilarious." But no, it's a real book coming out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Mike, <laughs> um, given his role as the third smartest man in the DC universe, Michael Holt was a self-made millionaire with over a dozen PhDs and a gold medal-winning Olympic decathlete whose life was devastated following the loss of his wife in a car accident. Inspired by the golden age hero of the same name, Holt took on the mantle of Mr. Terrific as well as his predecessor's man- mantra of fair play. Uh, he uh, the t- And of course, this is going back, you know, he joined the Reformed Justice Society of America, as we all remember, and was elected as their new chairperson following a leadership dispute. Oh, Hawkman, will he ever win? Um, and of course, as we remember, he later went on to be in Rucka's checkmate. And mm-hmm. uh, and even died for a little while. Cause yeah. That's how that's you what know. Hawkman do. <laughs> well, no, no, Mr. Terrific died for oh, a little Mr. while. Oh, Mr. Terrific? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, you know. Um, and, uh, now of course there, then there was the new 52 incarnation, which was pretty similar, although he lost that legacy aspect of his superhero identity as did everyone. Um, and, uh, spent most of his recent time in recent years on earth too, as a member of the wonders of the world, but recently reappeared on earth prime working with Batman to solve the mystery of nth metal and seems to be the only other person to know about plastic man's role in Batman's plans. What's that mm. plastic man? Yes. Um, of course, we remember back in the day, uh, he was uh, Eel O'Brien, 
uh-huh. a crook who exposed to a dangerous and experimental chemical compound uh, who gained the powers of elasticity. After recovering in a monastery which opened its doors to the injured criminal, he turned his life around became a superhero. Unlike other uh, heroes with similar powers, such as, uh, let's say Mr. Marvel, what? I think that's a... I think they mean to say Mr. Fantastic, but they're like... Maybe. Yeah. But... <laughs> or elongated man, plastic man uses his abilities more for shape-shifting than growing and stretching. But you can always find him thanks to his distinctive costume pattern, which is retained in whatever form he chooses. Uh, while many of his fellow heroes don't enjoy Blaz's company because of his goofy demeanor and silly antics, he's actually one of the more powerful beings in the DC universe, virtually indestructible, potentially immortal, and on one occasion survived for over 3,000 years as crumbs scattered at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. Um, hasn't been really seen much since the New 52. He was on a screen of potential candidates for the Justice League International in the early days. And later, uh, Jeff John set up a new origin for him during Forever Evil. But since then, there's been no sign of him. That is, until Batman revealed that he has been acting as an incubator for a powerful artifact inside the Batcave. And the time has come to wake him up. Oh, no. Mm. Uh, then Metamorpho. Uh, Rex Mason, of course. Remember, uh, uh, an explorer and soldier for hire recruited by industrialist Simon Stagg to recover the Orb of Ra. But upon finding it, he was transformed into Metamorpho, the Element Man. As Metamorpho, his appearance has been permanently altered and he can transform his body into any element on the periodic table. He was one of the founding members of Batman's team of outsiders and a Justice Leaguer on more than one occasion. After New 52, um, they introduced uh, Flashpoint's Emily Sung, a.k.a. Element Woman, as a member of the Justice League with almost no sign of Rex Mason in the new timeline. Uh, much like Plastic Man, he was considered for JLI membership and was also a part of Batman Inc. as a member of the Outsiders, but aspects of that series canon remain nebulous. <clears throat> um, and of course, but we, he did turn up in Le- in the Legends of Tomorrow anthology title and um, similar kind of origin, basically. You know, like you do, yeah. Like you do, yeah. Um, and um, although they actually kind of beefed up uh, Sapphire's role in, the, in that story, so that was good. Uh, but hasn't been seen outside of that standalone adventure, outside of a recent reference to the Outsiders existing at one point in Batman's history. And that would, well, of course, be since, well, since yeah. Rebirth, basically. I mean, yeah. I, I think that we can assume that a lot of that old stuff is back again. Uh, perhaps the most interesting member of the new team of Terrifics is Phantom Girl, a.k.a. Tinya Wazo, most well-known as a member of the Legion of Superheroes. Hurrah! Hurrah! DC has been building, uh, building's a strong word, uh, to a return of the Legion with Saturn Girl locked up in Arkham and the Emerald Empress running around the 21st century. But Tinya's appearance on the Terrifics is the first time a Legionnaire will be in a starring role for quite some time. As a member of the Legion, Phantom Girl is from the 31st century and is a native of the planet Begetzel. Begzitel, actually. Um, <laughs> as uh, all people on her home planet do, Tinya possesses the power of intangibility, which allows her to phase through solid objects in a manner similar to Shadowcat of the X-Men. Excuse me? Really? Bitch, really? please. <laughs> Bitch, please. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We're, wow. we're about to go there. I have I have such a rant for this. Keep going. All right. Take your earrings out. Get ready. 
No, I'm, I'm going to let you finish. You, I'm going to let you finish. Let you finish. Oh, thank, you, let you finish <laughs> thank you, Kanye. Thank you, Kanye. What she is doing in the present day remains a mystery, but it likely has something to do with the larger story at play regarding the Legion's eventual return to prominence. Um, so the first thing that everyone thought when DC announced the Terrifics was, oh, it's the Fantastic Four. And that's yeah. likely not an incorrect assumption. The lineup <laughs> of the Terrifics is almost certainly a cheeky nod to Marvel's first family and their lack of an ongoing series at the moment. Good point. Uh, with Mr. Terrific standing in for Mr. Fantastic, Phantom Girl acting as the invisible woman of the group, Plastic Man with the powers of Reed Richards and the personality of the Human Torch, while Metamorpho struggles with many of the same problems regarding his appearance and powers as the Thing does. And he's always been that way, so... Yeah, that's um, that's not new. I, 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 no, I give them that. That's none not of new. The, like, like, but that's the thing is that all of these were. Ah, ah, I see what you did there. Huh? That's the thing. Ah, oh, ah, uh, uh, didn't even uh, didn't even realize it. Um, ah. <laughs> while it is a fun goof in this sort of wink and nudge to a competitor that Marvel and DC don't often do anymore, because hey, we remember this, right? We used to get those those sort of uh, well the the. The the uh, what's it the um ah the Shi'ar guys the um what are the they... um Galactic Guardians or something no but not the... the Guardians of the Galaxy no, sorry no the Imperial Guard the Imperial Guard yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know stuff like that that's that is kind of cool to see again that kind of thing yeah it is um anyway so uh, there's also real potential in the Terrifics to fill a gap in the market that Mar Marvel is neglecting by not having a Fantastic Four book uh, the reaction to the <laughs> team shows that there is a desperate want for a team book featuring superhero adventures with fantastic powers and if Marvel isn't going to be the ones to do it DC should absolutely attempt to win over some new fans with their own spin on it who uh, knows maybe the maybe Marvel will revive the invaders as an attempt to fill the gap left by the original JSA as a response Hmm. That might be interesting. She's uh, the, the the writer of this article. This uh, this comes from uh, Comic Book Resources. Uh, Kieran Shiak has almost um, uh, redeemed himself for his ridiculous Shadow Cat gaff uh, with that last uh, that last sentence. Uh, but yeah. All right. <sighs> Bring it, Darren. All right. First of all, what the fuck. <laughs> What the ever-loving fuck. I, I'm going to go into the series with an open mind. I'm going to pick it up and read it. It's got a Legionnaire in it. It's got one of my favorite Legionnaires in it, as y'all all know if you've listened to the show for five seconds. However, when this when, when the picture came out of their booth of the new um, series characters that they were pushing at San Diego. Yeah, I was reading several articles on it because people were trying to figure out who that was. Mm. Yeah, I, I saw from comic professional journalists. Okay. Yeah. Across the spectrum, people paid to talk about comics online. Presumably, yeah. maybe not paid well, but paid. I wouldn't write for free, but y'all do what you want to. Um, saying that this was Tomorrow Woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm of like, all, of all I'm thing, like, that's you the thing you pick up. Woman yeah. out of your ass, really? Who appeared in like two issues of JLA back when Morrison wrote it in the 90s? Yeah. Or the aughts? I forget. It's been a hot minute. It was the 90s. Yeah. Thank you. 
or um, a new look for Donna Troy. I saw that somewhere, which arguably could be believable. And that, there's a dig for another story right there. Yeah. But I'm like, look at this costume going, what's Phantom Girl doing? This is the first thing I said. To, and then, of course, some people said, oh, it's probably Phase because it's 20th century, right? And that makes sense. Hey, why not? Yeah. Yeah, that makes complete sense as a guess. And I was like, okay, well, that would be interesting. But we all know. And, and you know, people will be, oh, but yeah, uh, FaZe turned out to uh, not be Phantom Girl. It's like, yes, turned out to not turned be. Out yes. Not be Phantom Hank Girl, Hall yes. turned out to be Monarch. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't mean that was the plan. Captain Adam. Yeah. No. So I look at this and go... Wait. So we have Saturn Girl in an insane asylum. And now we have Phantom Girl subbing for Susan Richards. Yeah. I, I feel as if DC has no plan for the Legion at this time. <laughs> and I was hoping that we would hear something about a book soon. Hey, at least someone's, uh, you know, and I look at this as Jeff Lemire saying, well, if y'all aren't going to do anything with the Legion, I'm going to take this one. <laughs> I know, right? And, and uh, Jeff's Jeff's writing great when editorial control is off of his neck. Yeah, you know, because we we did that Justice League United story with the with the Legion yeah, in it, yeah. and we noticed that there were some time scrunching problems there, probably because of what editorial wanted him to do, um, because it wasn't like his normal yeah. writing. Yeah, we noticed that, and we're like, okay, so this this fight could have taken like ten minutes and it's taken three issues um i i'm i'm very annoyed with dc right now about this that this that this was one of the quote-unquote big announcements yeah yeah because it was it it was pretty you know as far as pure comic announcements pretty lean pretty lean on both sides for both houses you know you're not you're not wrong yeah 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 that no that's fair that's fair um, but yeah, and there there were little like nothing. There used to be a time when you would go onto um, News Arana or CBR, and they would be live reporting. Yeah. Well, from even the then, even, even that, even just the, the 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 things that they revealed would be like, wow, that's amazing. I mean, yeah. And know, now and... everybody has San Diego has moved completely as far as the big news, and I think this is why we don't get comic news out of San Diego anymore, is it's overshadowed by all the movie news. That's fair. And I get that completely. Mm-hmm. But if that's the case, then, hey, San Diego MovieCon. Or MediaCon. Make it MediaCon. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you know? Because it's movies and TV. Comics have a definite backseat at that con now. Oh, of course they do. Yeah. Well, because they, they're, they're, they're not, but, but that's because they don't. The, the, the money isn't there, right? I mean, yeah, totally. you know, as they said, follow the money. Follow the damn money, yes, yeah. indeed, sir. Yeah. So, all right. Um, but yeah, if if this is the plan, I'm annoyed. Yeah. I was hoping for a Legion announcement. Hopefully, uh, when's the next big con? New York Comic Con. Uh, I, you know what? Uh, show, show me a damn book. Uh, don't give me, don't yeah. give me this something. Oh, this, this might be coming out eventually. And we're building no, towards no, it. I want, I want no, a definite no, no. announcement. No, I, I, yeah, I, and and you know we can we can speculate all we want, but the the reality yeah. is is that, uh, and you know what? Here's here here's the thing. The fact that we got a lot of oh, could it be Tomorrow Woman? 
or, uh, you know, it tells me that, well, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe this is not the most ringing endorsement for, well, this book will sell. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think this book will sell. No, and no, I, no. I don't mean this book. This may well sell. Oh, you mean the Legion book? I, I mean, I mean the fact that 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 a no one knows who Phantom Girl is. A prime, you know, a yeah. She's been a big deal character in the Legion for since nineteen fifty something. Decades, right? Yeah. And and um, and people are like, who is that? Who is that? It must mean. be Don. It must be Donna Troy. Yeah. Like. No. This is this this is a problem. This and, is a, this is a big problem, and, and yeah. this is where where they where they need to figure out a way of introducing these characters because that's what they need to do. They need to reintroduce these characters. I agree. Um, this is not. Um, yeah, this is absolutely not. Uh, you know, a cut and dry. Just if you build it, they will come. No, they won't. No, they won't. They absolutely won't. So um, this is why you need Superman or Superboy in that book. Right. Exactly. Because the the big red S sells books. Yep. It's like putting a bat shield on it. Bat sells books. Yep. With, without the super, you don't have a Legion title right now because yep. no one knows who the Legion is because Legion has been taking a publication dirt nap now for what? Five, six years. Yeah. If not longer. It's been a hot minute. It lasted 23 issues, so two years, so 2013, so it's been four years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty dismal. So, yeah. Um, so, you know, we can have we can have our Monels on TV. We can have our mm-hmm. flight rings showing up in uh, in in quickie um, um, freeze quickie frame flashback moments, freeze yeah. frame cameos uh, in, in uh, on Supergirl. But the reality is is uh, it ain't happening yet. No. Um, now, we are going to get to the movie stuff, but I would actually like to sort of split up the coverage a bit because okay. uh, I think a lot of people are like, so, you know, you guys respect So, I mean, I think we've said what we've, what we've got to say about, about the new oh, Legion totally. book, you know. Totally. And, and, it's and, not a Legion book. That's what I have to no, say. No, no, it is not. Sorry. <laughs> and I wasn't, I, I didn't, I didn't mean to, it, it, oh, I, I meant I more know. the lack thereof. I didn't mean to imply that this was Legion book because by no means. Um, it is a book that has a character that has been in the Legion. Um, maybe. Who may or may not be FaZe, who may or may not be Phantom Girl, who may or may not be Donna yeah. Troy, who may or may not be Tomorrow Woman. Exactly. So Look at you people out there. Mm. Yeah, let's get into some... Um, maybe um, it's Starfire. Maybe it's Starfire. I don't know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The Russian Starfire. Yes. Leonid Kovar. Yes. Although they used they used the, they 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 burned that name in uh, in Arrow and uh, yeah <laughs> um, anyway all right Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes number two hundred forty two indeed um, this is uh, with a cover by Sherman and Rubenstein um, we have um, basically uh, hey Legionnaire Legionnaires in space with bubbles over their heads mm-hmm. um, so just slightly pre transuit. Um, well, I guess kind of transuit because you can see the outlines around them, but uh, nevertheless, they are wearing uh, um, fishbowls. Um, and Element Lad says, it's no use. No matter how many we destroy, they just keep coming. And Superboy says, then not even the Legion can save Earth from total destruction. Well, you can tell Girl's no longer doing the covers. 
Yes. That's for sure. Yes, because uh, the Colossal Boy has pants again. Well, there's that. Yeah. And Superboy looks like the face of a 14-year-old with the body of a... Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean... He's a kid again. It's it's a little life healthy for me. Okay, that's fair. I, I yeah. Well, that's okay because uh, uh yeah, it, it, you know, as a cover, this is not the best showcase of uh, of Sherman's art. No, However, it's not. turn to that splash page. Ah, oh, there we go. Yeah, that's much better. Yeah, that's See, way better. So I think that the, there's some benefit to Bob McLeod as the anchor here. He he was a good fit for. Uh, uh, for for Sherman, and that's that's hard for me to say because I I often think you know there are few better inkers than uh, than a Joel Rubenstein, but uh, but that cover that cover seems rushed. Um, yeah, it yeah. does, and very generic too, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, so um, so we've got uh, um, Monel. Ultra Boy and Dawnstar standing behind uh, a very pissed off Wildfire who is having words with Ambassador Relnick. Um, and uh, he says if and he pounds as he pounds his fist on the on the um, uh, on the table, he says, if I have made myself clear, Ambassador, I would put it more simply. You diplomats have been doing everything you can to hinder the Legion. And that means war, a war that will destroy the earth and everything on it. And. Um, he says that the the United Planet sent the four of us, Monel, Ultra Boy, Dawnstar, and myself, to protect this conference. And while you work out a lasting peace between the UP and the Dominators, but the Dominators haven't even arrived yet, and we're already neck deep in trouble. And uh, um, you know, uh, the ambassador tries to get a word in edgewise, but it's, he's talking to Wildfire. Um, and Wildfire says, you know how close we are to a galaxy-wrecking war, Ambassador Relnick. And he says, indeed I do, Wildfire, and you're bringing us even closer. Since you Legionnaires landed here on Weber's world, all you've done is accuse our own personnel. And he says, Ambassador, I don't trust anyone. Not you, not on tier, even if he is in charge of security. Eh, he's not wrong. Um, uh, no, he's not. Yeah, yeah. He says, I just want the Dominators to make it through this conference alive and well. And if, and if to do that, I have to offend every member of your precious staff, I'm going to do just that. And so they fly away, and uh, Joe says, don't you think you were a little rough on Relnick Wildfire? And he says, rough? Ultra Boy, in the hours since we've arrived, there's already been an attempt on the UP diplomats, and this is their home ground. Imagine what it'll be like when the Dominators land and the real negotiations begin. Sure, I'm being rough. And I'll get rougher if that's what it takes to make this conference safe and keep the UP and the Dominators from blowing each other's to stray atoms. And Dawnstar says, besides, Ultra Boy, Wildfire is the Legion leader. You have no right to question his methods. Oh, oh hello, snap. Yeah, yeah. Right. Lady, your precious boyfriend was trying to hang me on a trumped-up murder charge a couple weeks ago. True. Isn't that proof that he can make big mistakes? And Ooh, continuity. Yay. Yeah, yeah, huh? Um, all, g g given the sort of patchwork nature of the book at the t at this point in time. That's yeah. pretty impressive, yeah. Yeah. Um, all of us make mistakes, Ultra Boy, even you. Would you hold that against a man? And he says, no, but I think it does give me the right to point out when I think he's making another one. Like now, for instance, and he takes off, and they say, Ultra Boy, and he says, no time to explain, just follow me. And so we do. And we get a little bit about Weber's world. It's an artificial globe, a steel and silicon simulation designed for a single purpose, to provide a home for the massive bureaucracy that makes the United Planets run. 
a thousand towers holding 12 million beings linked by gleaming uh, vandium steel viaducts. Uh, bridges that sometimes break crumble. Mm. Um, so he gets in and saves a bunch of, uh, uh, of, of aliens here, and he says, hold on t- tight, folks. I got you. I'm just glad I spotted the implosive device attached to that catwalk before it blew. And uh, so Monel takes care of the falling debris with his heat vision, and then they're going to figure out what's happened. Um, so they're talking to one of the imba- to one of the consuls and saying, "Why were you using this route to the conference?" And she said, "Why Ontier suggested this particular path, Legionnaires." Oh, oh, did he? Yes. Now it seems strangely chosen, but he is security chief, is he not? And Monel says. Yes, he is. And that may be our biggest mistake. Let's go, Legionnaires. And um, and the ambassador comes out, and he's like, Legionnaires? And they say, Ambassador Relnick, what are you doing here now? He says, I came looking for you. There's news from home. Earth is under attack. War has already broken out. <clears throat> That's not good. Nope, <coughs> can you it take is o- not. Can you take over from here for a bit? Sure. Yeah. But it is not the war that the ambassador might have expected, for had he remained in front of the news monitor one additional minute, he would have learned that it is not a dominator attack, but the first wave of an invasion of Earth by the warlords of Kundia, oh, an invasion yes. that would have already overwhelmed Earth if not for the advance warning that Superboy and some Earth-based legionnaires brought scant hours ago. You see Sunboy and Element Lad um, and Superboy on uh, this big splash page fighting off the coons. Basically a, a recreation of the cover, more or less. Yeah. But but more artsy. Yet with the Valiant Legionnaires fighting alongside the UP forces and the Mother World's defense, it is a touch-and-go battle. And each ship's uh, survival may spell the difference between victory and defeat. And their Superboy uh, thinking drone ships are concentrating on that battered space station. Blasting it must be a reason why. And uh, Superboy pops up and sees Colossal Boy. He's like, oh, hello, Colossal Boy. How's it going? Not bad, Superboy. Not bad. I figure it'll cost them 50 drones to take this platform. Good, but we can make it even better. Hold on. And um, Superboy um, takes the um, space station and says, I'll get this out of their range entirely. Thanks. How's the big fight? Oh, not so good. The UP is outnumbered and the coons are concentrating on any legionnaires they spot, so we aren't much help. We need a break badly. Even those legionnaires whose powers are perfect for space warfare, guys like Elmer Ladd and Sunboy still have their limits. And there are enough cooned drone ships to tax anyone's powers, even mine. And you see Elmer Ladd and Sunboy back to back fighting off the, the, the warships. Attention, legionnaires, return to the ship at once. This is Brainiac 5 speaking. And so they do. And so what do you want, Brainy? We're needed out there. No, you're not, Superboy. I'll explain once you're all here. What is it, Brainy? What's so important? And why did you order everyone in? I'm the deputy leader. And with Wildfire gone, I'm in charge, Element Lad says. Uh-huh. True, but I'm the one with the computer mind, Element Lad. And its <laughs> 12th level effectors have come to an inescapable conclusion. Earth is doomed. No matter how hard we fight, how lucky we are, there's no longer a poss- even a possibility that we can avoid a Kundish landing on Earth. What? Colossal Boy says. So you called us here to give up? Brainy, you flipped, oh. is what Alma Lad says. Oh, well, hmm. I, I, I don't know how we what would make him think that. I don't know either. Mm. Mm. So Alma Lad takes control and says, The Legion gave Earth its chance when we discovered that the resource raiders were just a front for the coons. Then we joined the fight and sent the others to the matriarchy of Taltar seeking assistance. And just because the odds aren't in our favor, we're not going to give up now. Sunboy? Yes, Element Lad? 
grab the helm <laughs> and don't let anything smash your face in <laughs> and, and, and get us out of this mess. Heading 43 AXT, we're going to take this war right back to the Coons' homeworld. Meanwhile, Brainy will send you to Weber's world in, a, in an auxiliary craft. Maybe we can get some help from there. So basically, they're splitting their forces. Meanwhile, back on Weber's world, but that might not be as simple a task as Elmalad thinks, for even as he speaks, Weber's world exits from our galaxy. And I just want to point out, this is where the art starts to get really uneven. Um, yeah. There were a couple of bits, like there's a couple of big eye bits here um, that sort of seem inconsistent. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll, we're going to see a couple of bits where it's, yeah, it's, just, it's just all over the map. And it's, I don't know. So it's all the, the, over the place. That, that first couple of pages was fantastic. But it's kind of it's kind of rough from here. So you get the sure. impression there was some, a lot a lot of stuff. I, I, I know that uh, Levitz never felt like this was a strong run for him because it was so sort of scattered. And um, there was definitely some stuff going on at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, Weber's world exits from our galaxy, edging out into intergalactic space so as to meet the Dominators on neutral ground. An impossible task for any ordinary corps of diplomats, but exactly the extraordinary event that Weber's world was built for. And on that artificial globe, there's Ultra Boy, uh, Wildfire, Monel, and Donnie. I just can't make it out. We're worried about war with the Dominators and the Coons attack. Relnik and Antir are both on our side, yet both are closely connected to suspicious incidents. What's going on here? I know one thing, Wildfire, Donnie says. The Dominators are about to arrive. I sense their ship just above us in orbit. Well, there you go. Yeah. And there's Antir. Your powers serve you well, Dawnstar. Antir. Uh -huh. See, the Dominator's ship is landing now. Not by itself, it's not. Come on, Legionnaires, just to play it safe, let's guide the Dominator's ship into its landing berth so no accidents happen. A good suggestion, Monal. Very good. You're welcome to join my security staff anytime. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks, Antir. I'll just help out. I hope we can get this wrapped up in time to get back to Earth and help repel that coon invasion. I trust you shall, Monal. If it is possible. Keep in mind, I mean, Monel and Ultra Boy being away, that's two of their really big heavy hitters. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, Monel, I mean, Wildfire 2, actually, in outer space, but Monel and Ultra Boy, wow, that's, that's tough. Um, but different things are possible under different circumstances. It would have been impossible for the UP to send a fleet against the defenses of the Coons' homeworld, but it was imminently possible for a single Legion cruiser to slip through those defenses into teleporter range to, and to send four Legionnaires on a seemingly suicidal mission to the center of the Coons' capital city. Gentlemen, we have arrived. Ooh, they transported down. Which means we have about 30 seconds before we get blasted to Stardust, Colossal Boy says. Look, there's a Kundian uh, lady there shopping uh, with grocery bags. <laughs> That's adorably quaint. And they look nothing like the coons we would see later. Yeah. Under, oh, totally. Under Keith Giffen's watch, for sure. Find Garlack, the warlord of Coon. He's our key. Move fast. We've been spotted already. The Legionnaires concentrate in their flight rings, lift them into bright orange skies, while Elnalad uses his power to transmute the metallic atoms of the Kunish weapons into harmless hydrogen gas. But a 30-ton air carrier is too large to change quickly. Uh, I've aircraft at 5 o'clock, Colossal Boy says. I've got them, Sunboy says. Just give me a second to whip up a Sunday punch. Foosh! 
and it'll burn those cars out of the sky. We're low enough that the drivers won't get killed by the fall, and it should buy us enough time to find Garlack. So looking for one Kund on Kundia. Yeah. Yeah, it should take no time at all. Okay. <laughs> As indeed it does, or at least enough time to find the Citadel where the warlord of all Kund uh, guides his intergalactic warfare, a Citadel designed to stand against any possible revolt that the people of his planet might mount. And, of course, Legionnaires kick ass. But yeah. no building, no matter how powerful, has ever been designed to withstand the full fighting fury of four members of the Legion of Superheroes. Look, there's the Human Torch, and there's Mr. Terrific, and there's the Thing. What? And... Where, where, where's Metamorpho? Kidding, kidding. Um, we're in, Elemelad says, barely, just barely, and there's bound to be another army of these goons on their way here um, soon, says Superboy, and Sunboy's zapping somebody, uh, while Colossal Boy grabs him by the, um, the bottom half. Then let's get Garlack while we can. Check, he's the only one who might know how to stop their fleet before uh, it tramples Earth. Crash. And Superboy goes through. Here we are, the big rat himself. The Legionnaires! But how? So quickly. We do what we have to, Garlack, and right now that means anything to save Earth. Tark, Garlack, or how do we turn your fleet back? We won't let you have that world. And Elemelad grabs this talk, or I'll forget the Legion code and use my power on you, Garlack. I'll turn your blood into poison and watch you die. That's dark for Jan. Yeah. Space, Space Pirates wiped out my homeworld when I was a child. I swear I won't let that happen again. Um, and Garlack says, fool, even if I could save your Earth, I wouldn't. You've, you've stood in my path too long. One more time, Garlack. If you don't stop the fleet, I'll kill you. Is anything worth that, Glug? What? He's blanked out. What did you do to him, Element Lad? Nothing. Not a single thing. You must have. No sentient creature can just tune out like that. Tune out? Hold it. I just picked up a coded hyper beam with my super hearing. I'll bet that's what's affecting Garlack, and I think I can prove it. I'll just take two of our telepathic plugs, set them to insulate against outside signals, and we have an instant mind screen. Ooh, fancy science there. Yeah. And an instant vegetable. Whatever that hyper beam is, it's controlling Garlack's mind totally. And uh, Garlack is whimpering into the, the corner there. Then he's just a puppet. Look, Coons, look at your vaunted warlord. Uh, Superboy says, a gibbering fool under the control of some alien power. This is the man you follow to war. And one of the Coons says, you cannot trick us, Legionnaire. You may have destroyed Garlack's mind, but you shall not stop us. The Coons shall rule your puny world. It's no use. These lunatics won't listen, and he throws Garlack at them. We'll just have to trace the hyperbeam element, lad, and hope we find a way to stop the invasion at the other end of this cosmic yellow brick road. Flee while you can, Legionnaires, for soon you will have no world to flee to. Mwahaha. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> Apparently. Someone is chewing the scenery. Yes. Mustache at twirl. Yeah, after slipping into their transparent collapsible spacesuits... Try saying that five times fast. Mm -hmm. The Legionnaires follow Superboy into the, into the void. Sure wish Dawnstar was here. Her tracking powers would keep us right on the beam. But there's no way my super hearing can be that precise. Ellen says, it'll just have to do, Superboy. We'll have no time to detour. But light years distant. Oh, look. It's the Dark Circle. We've seen these guys before. Oh, yes. And they say, fascinating. They have actually rendered the warlord useless. These legionnaires consistently prove more resourceful than we have imagined. We must consider whether we have underestimated them in our overwhelming desire to conquer the Earth. This is not possible, for I know them all too well. And while I had not foreseen this particular action, it is within the bounds of our plan. And the potential danger can be easily be averted. 
click. In fact, I believe I see a way that these events can be turned to our advantage. He flips the switch. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, in Weber's world, the Legionnaires await the emergence of the Dominators from their ships with a growing sense of frustration. There must be yeah. something that Sorry, we can... Hang on, hang on. Okay. Got something goofy going on here. Hmm. I hate it when it gets goofy. Uh. Unless I'm at Disney, then it's okay. Uh. All right. We're good. All right. Meanwhile, on Weber's world, the Legionnaires await the emergence of the Dominators from their ships with a growing sense of frustration. There must be something more that we can do, Ultra Boy's thinking to himself. Half of space is busy fighting to stay alive, and we've got nothing better to do than sit on our duffs waiting for a spaceship to open. Some heroes we are, some security duty, sheesh. Whoa, the cargo loader running wild and straight for me. Go switch my Ultra Energy to invulnerability, asterisk. Ultra Boy can only use one of his superpowers at a time and he gets, take a drink yep ah, and he gets slammed up against the wall oh I made the switch just in time if i hadn't i might have been so much pulped flesh someone sure wanted me out of the way <laughs> mm -hmm. elsewhere so there's there's on tier with uh, wildfire monel and donnie are you satisfied legionnaire with the security legionnaires more satisfied than i am with you on tier after the bombing and the collapsing bridge i don't know who to trust on this crazy planet perhaps we should trust no one wildfire ridiculous uh, Dawnstar was an early adopter of the x-files very much um ridiculous Dawnstar. why why where why where would the galaxy be without a wee bit of trust? Um, and there's Wildfire saying, right, where it is now, Ambassador Relnick, in the middle of a war. Then it's up to us to change that, Legionnaires. Come along, the Dominators are about to emerge by their by the other airlock. Dawnstar, aren't you joining us? Wow, Relnick looks really creepy right there. Yeah. Um, and she says, yes, I am, Ambassador, but just for a moment there, I felt as though I were being watched. Strange, it must be my tracking power playing a trick on me, I suppose. Perhaps not a trick, Dawnstar, but a warning. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yes, there are crosshairs. One whose meaning is about to be made clear. The hyperbeam signal's getting stronger. We must be getting close. Good, I was afraid that we were headed wrong when you led us into intergalactic space. No, I wasn't wrong, but something else is very wrong, my friends. The hyperbeam that was controlling Garlock and threw him the whole Kundish war fleet is coming from Weber's world. What? It's coming from inside the house. Basically. Yes. Next issue, who is behind Earth War? On tier, Ambassador Relnick, the Dominators, or someone else? And will the Legion find out in time to stop Earth's last stand? Bum, bum, bum. Yes. Yep. All right. Uh, next story, Girls' Night Out. Um, so this is brought to us by uh, Paul Copperberg, writer. Paul Levitt's plot. Arvel Jones and Dali Bolinati are the artists. Shelley Lefferman is the letterer. Jean D'Angelo is the colorist. And Al Milgram is the editor. Um, so we have um, basically, uh, by the 30th century, a simple night out in the town may go something like this. First dinner in Smallville followed by a Broadway show in New York City, and finally a late supper in Metropolis, all attended with no more difficulty than crossing the street. And um, so we've got some uh, <laughs> some Legionnaires out on the town, and, uh, and Ayla says to, uh, to Shadowlass, look at those two, Tasmia, like they own the place. And she says, 
calm down, Ayla. We're on R and R. So why don't you just react? Re- re- why don't you just rest and relax like you're supposed to? <laughs> uh, it is truly a wondrous time, this area of super science. It is time that produces such luxuries as the City Star Flying Restaurant. And although these four young ladies are usually occupied with more altruistic pursuits, they have chosen this evening to take time off from their duties for a girls' night out. While the Earth is under attack. Yes. We can assume. Presumably. Uh, we can assume <laughs> that this is uh, perhaps not taking place at the same time. Um, well, I'd like to point out that none of these characters are in the fight above Earth. Well, so. that oh. is true as well, but I think you're placing way too much uh, I know, attention I know, to I consistency <laughs> on this. I am. Yeah. I know. I know. Um, so, Dream Girl, Shadowlass, Projectra, and Lightlass are uh, out to uh, have a night on the town. They are ne- They are not uh, Dream Girl, Shadowlass, Princess, Projectra, and Lightlass. They are merely Nuranel, Tasmia, Malor, Her Royal Highness, Projectra, and Aileran's tourists. I think that kind of takes the... Uh, so that secret identity thing, yeah, right? Yeah. Her Royal Highness. Yeah. Um, I thought we were traveling. In, so they get taken to the uh, restaurant, and uh, and the Mater D is saying, Madam Now, ladies, it is an honor to have such, four such distinguished members of the Legion of Superheroes at our humble restaurant. And uh, Jackie says, I thought we were traveling incognito tonight, Nura. In those outfits? Girl. Yeah, right? Incognito, please. Yeah, yeah. Uh, begging your pardon, Your Highness, I had no idea you wished to remain anonymous. But a friend of yours requests your presence. A friend? Oui, princess. The deputy commander of the science police saw you enter and dispatched me to ask you over. Ilni Serral, what are you doing here? I'm afraid it's official business. Uh, Science police honor dinner. Dull stuff, but duty calls. As you know, for security reasons, I plan the alternating routes of the city star. But this is the first chance I've had to come along for the ride. But what brings four of the Legionnaires' prettiest members to the City Star? A mission? Not tonight, Ilni. We're on leave. Then could I persuade you ladies to join myself in the rest of the Science Police Command for dinner? Your presence would certainly brighten the occasion. Thank you, Commander, but we do have reservations. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. Yeah, that's that's a a multifaceted response. And it is our night off, so, so why be bored talking business? I understand, Princess. Enjoy your dinner, ladies. And so uh, they uh, sit down for the dinner. And yes, it's a, breathta- a breathtaking sight indeed. Disguised propulsion units raise this technological marvel high into the night sky, where for the remainder of the evening, it will circle the city. Uh, while inside, a good time will be had by all. Moons of Arturus, what a view. It's breathtaking. And that's from a girl who's watched suns go nova. Go ahead and laugh, Tasmia, but you've got to admit, it's nice to see something beautiful for a change without having to worry about bad guys jumping down our backs. Oh, that's trouble. There's all the right. cue. Yeah, There's all right, cue. everybody, don't panic. You're all our hostages. Then again, well, girls, what do you think? And Shadowlass uh, says, strictly Bush League thugs, probably working for someone. Ayla says, I, but I don't think they're going to hurt anybody. They did say we were hostages. And uh, Jackie says their histories and intentions are academic, my friends. The fact that they that the fact remains that they are breaking the law, the law we are sworn to uphold. In other words, let's go. Suddenly, they are no longer four young women out for a quiet night on the town. Suddenly, they are legionnaires, and just as suddenly they pounce upon their foes, taking them totally by surprise. And um, so uh, Ayla lifts a couple of them uh, up into the sky, and um, and then the, and then the other ones uh, shooting at. A suddenly appearing uh, Hur- Huramian man-eater 
um, <laughs> which has been, of uh, course, brought to brought to us by Princess Projectra. She's and, a man eater. Yeah. Um, so you, you ask, I'm getting out of here. Wrong, friend, says Ayla as she trips the guy. And um, now, gentlemen, would you care to tell us just what business you have here? Kidnapping? Theft? Come on. Either you talk or we get tough with you. And um, Shadowlass says, uh, they don't seem very cooperative. Ayla, perhaps they're in need of of more, a little more persuasion. And the guy says, but not from you, ladies. Uh, there's another guy. And, uh, and he says, names are unimportant, my dear, but our mission is not. I know you are members of the Legion of Superheroes, though I confess, I'm not very impressed. She says, no, we managed to knock out most of your mob, and it won't take long for you to join them. He says, I think not, young lady. If you care for the safety of your fellow diners and Commander Serral, here you will do absolutely nothing except to allow me- my men to bind you. Ooh. Your argument is convincing, um, Dream Girl says. And so, being legionnaires, they do that, which is demanded of them to protect innocent bystanders. And he says, now we may talk, ladies. My associates and I are in the advanced squad of a larger strike force, which even as we speak is looting Metropolis while we hold the top brass of the science police as insurance against interference. Mm. Now that we have you members of the Legion as well, believe me, ladies, escape is impossible. But, of course, for all members of the, for the Legion of Superheroes... All things are possible. So they say he's leaving. And seldom are things exactly as they seem. Good work, Projector. Your illusory powers enable us to waltz right past those guys while I tied up your projections. Hmm. Interesting. Um, well, they believe it's real, right? Yeah, yeah, so, that's true. That's true. Um, I disbelieve the illusions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, sorry. Uh, they'll be safe, Projector. Those guys lose their race in the hole if they don't have hostages. Our primary objective is to stop the looting in Metropolis. Then we take on these creeps. Even off-duty, these heroines are never far from the action or their costumes. And moments later, Projectra, it's done, Nura. He could look us right in the eye and not see us thanks to my projections. That's some trick, Jackie, says Zayla as she makes faces at one of the guys. <laughs> pat, them up, pat her on the back later, Ayla. Right now, watch that first step. It's a long one. Uh, so out they go. Um... And they split up to cover more territory, and they're going to deal with the crime wave on the ground and then meet there to, back there to take care of the brains of the operation. And so down they go to take care of this, and so, the, so Ayla goes to the central credit office, and, um, and mm. there's a, you know basically a bank robbery of all things going on. And she gets in there and starts throwing guys around with her light powers, um, or her lightening powers. Um, not lightning, but light. Hey, lightning. Hey, there's a thing she had an e added in basically before she had lightning, then lightning. Uh, uh, too bad she didn't have n lightning powers because she could use that on Timberwolf and Ultra Boy. Oh, damn! Nice, nice. That would have been the next nice phase. burn, right? Nice, nice burn, nice. yeah. Nice. Um, <laughs> And uh, she realizes that they've got the access code to the main credit computer, but only the president of the credit office and the high command of the science police are supposed to have that information. Oh. Uh Uh-oh. My friend, you and your pals are going to have a lot of explaining to do. So she gets back and says, here are your bad guys, officers. And they say, are you crazy, light lass? We were told if anyone interfered, the commander and high command would be killed. Don't worry, lieutenant. The Legion has that situation under control, too. Here's the city star right on schedule. I'll circle until the others. I'll circle it until the others return, 
And speaking of the others, so we get to Metropolis, to uh, the jewelry, sh- jewelry exchange, where Shadow Lass is taking care of that. She jumps in there and says, here I am, gang, please, hold the applause. Um, <laughs> and uh, she basically takes, care- takes a bunch of these guys out, you know, enveloping them in darkness and punching them out. And uh, the guy says, maybe you don't know what our plan is, but, keep- but your meddling may have just caused the deaths of a whole lot of people, not to mention your own. And she said, then let's not mention it and uh she basically beats the crap out of the guy um Mm -hmm. yeah and and so uh word was passed uh to us from our men at the credit office shadow lass i just pray you people know what you're doing and she says we know but she says but what puzzles me is how the crooks know there'd been a recent delivery of gems to the exchange i'll find out when the police question the crooks providing of course the rest of the girls are successful and we get to Val's, uh, Val's D. Furs, uh, where um, Projector breaks in on some guys, and um, they're yeah. like, that, that's Project- Princess Projector of the Legion. Real cops wouldn't dare come here. And he says, so, a very perceptive criminal. It appears that in order to subdue them, I shall have to resort to a more direct approach. And she starts punching out, and um, then sees the city star directly overhead. Hmm. Uh- and uh, so one of the bad guys shows up to bring food to the uh, to the captive legionnaires and realize and says, "Hey, there's no need for the silent treatment. We bested you fair and square. And why don't you? Great stars, illusions. We've been tricked. Search the ship. Find them. There's no telling what those infernal women can do." Um, and uh, so at U- UP headquarters. Uh, um, Dream Girl shows up and says, Good evening, gentlemen. I believe it's time this uh, charade came to an end, peacefully or otherwise. And uh, they say, Back off, Dream Girl. If anything happens to us, the high command of the science police are dead men. She says, No one's going to die tonight, my friend, not by your hands. I know those diplomatic papers would be a fortune on the black market, but you're not going to be in any shape to peddle them. Now, why don't we let these gentlemen get back to their work? Because she punches them out. And the one guy says, You're in for it now, little girl. And she says, And you're out of it. Bam. Yes. Um, and uh, they say it's a good thing you arrived dream girl otherwise those vital papers would have been lost Um, the science police delivered them just today the science police hmm please excuse me gentlemen there's something I must do and they say you're in luck Nora you're just in time Nora any luck I stopped hijacking of important documents if that's what you mean but I also discovered a very interesting coincidence so she tells her story and they say well that fits with what the rest of us discovered Nora the question is what course do we pursue and uh, Shadowlass says, I've got that part figured out, Jackie, and I'm going to need your help. You see. Meanwhile, inside the city star. Sir, come quick. Have you found them? No, sir, but we seem to have lost something else. Metropolis isn't down there anymore. What? What? And as far as the AI can see, Metropolis is indeed gone. Where there was once a city, there is now, well, simply nothing at all. What's happening? And uh, she says, an illusion, my friend. Huh? Who? which along with Shadowlass's shadow comb is enough to divert your attention long enough to allow us to do this. And they start punching him out, and the guy says, clever, but I still have the hostages. And uh, Ayla says, only if I let you get to them, my friend. And he says, you're too late to stop me, girl. And she says, on the contrary, I'm just in time. In fact, I'd feel awful if I were tardy for this event. And he says, yikes. And she says, see, who'd want to miss this sight? Or this one. By alternatingly increasing and decreasing your body mass, I can convince I can bounce you just like a rubber ball while my friends take care of your friends. Um, and so uh, the uh, guy says, I'm proud of you, ladies. That was a fine piece of, pol- piece of police work. A little, a little risky. I don't think yeah. those hoods would have neg- would have hesitated to kill us. Oh, we weren't worried, Commander Sarah. We knew you'd be all right. Not worried. Why? 
well, like you said, we did a five piece, a, a, a fine piece of police work. Fine enough to figure out who's behind this. First, the robbers knew which dealers at the jewelry exchange had just received shipments of gems. Second, only one posh clothing store hit. Third, the crooks knew about the newly delivered documents at UP headquarters. Oh, Darren? Take uh, take a drink, people. There's, there's, there's an, an arrow in my comic. There's two, actually. a ridiculous uh, layout. Um, actually, there's three arrows. One, two, three. Oh, horrible, horrible. Yeah, yeah this is a, it's a messy, messy layout. Um, all the robberies required information that could only come from the science police, and all the places hit were in the path of the city star, a path which one man in the police high command helped plan. You, Sarah. No, you couldn't have... And uh, Anela punches him out, and, uh, and he says, Shut up, Sarah. And they say, Well, so much for our night out. Well, it was fun while it lasted. I don't know about the rest of you, says Tasmia, but I'm still hungry. We never did get to eat, you know. The huh. end. Mm, nom 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 nom. Yeah, and there we have it. There we have it. Hey, this coming this summer, the DC Explosion, Metal Men. I'm sure it will Ooh. come out and enjoy a very very long run. All the Metal Men. Yes, all of them. All right, so there we go with that. Now let's get into. Uh, we'll we'll kind of get back to. Uh, so Earth War so far. Like I say, the art's messy. Uh, uh, that the, the art is messy. Yeah, you, you can see why um, it was a limited run for for Sherman. I don't know if that was just uh, uh, you know a pace that he wasn't used to dealing with because that this you know tr- he was more more traditionally involved in commercial art, and uh, so I don't know if that was part of the issue or if it was just rushed because Levitz was so busy that the scripts were late. Who knows? Mm. Yeah, possibly. Who knows? So, we weren't anyway, there, so exa- hey. Exactly. We, we, <laughs> we don't know. Um, all right, so we're going to post a link um, on the site to um, uh, a YouTube video with uh, all of the superhero trailers. And, uh, and Well, we're actually going to post three. We have three to uh, three different links. Right, so let's go with the long one first. Yeah, totally. And um, so if you're I'm, – I'm just past the ad. Hang on. If, yeah. Hang on. Let me. What did I do with it? I don't know. Did I accidentally close my browser? That'd be bad. Hang on. Where'd it go? Ah, uh, there we go. Um. Okay. Um. I am past the ad. I'm at. I'm at zero. So yeah. Okay. Then I will. Uh... The first one should be um Thor Ragnarok. Yes, it is. All right, and in and so we're just gonna kind of take a look at him, maybe crackwise a little bit, and take it from mm-hmm. there. So let's. Uh, so you can join along, kids. Follow the link and press play in three, two, one. Wow, that's loud. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna turn that down a little bit here on this end, anyway. Um. So what I like about this is we got a lot of uh, elements from World War Hulk showing up. Yes. And and I really love the idea that we're getting a Thor Hulk buddy movie, basically. And uh, uh, I, yeah, that's perfect. And gotta admit that they are obviously getting into this whole thing because they've taken some of those nuggets. Oh, Darren, we're gonna have problems with the. Uh with the connection perhaps but oh, really so, oh, yeah. sorry I'm, I'm gonna need I'm yeah didn't need you to sort of speak up and 
just trying to adjust volumes. I'm, I'm trying to remember how we did this before when we were doing this previously. It, th this could be an issue on my end, but it also could be just because I've got the thing kind of loud. Hey, who's playing the um, Maleficent here? Um, that's Kate Blanchett. Really? Damn. Yeah, that's Galadriel. Wow. I, I believe. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that makes sense. But wow. Why don't you just play it? Because I've seen them before. Okay. And I will chime in then. Okay, yeah. So and we, we can just start over. Yeah. I guess. Well, no, we'll just continue through. And, okay. Um, yeah, it's it's fine now, it seems. Um, so okay. keep it going. Keep it going. Um, so, yeah, we get we get Loki fighting alongside Thor, which is a nice thing, too. Um, like, this looks like fun. <clears throat> oh, it looks very... It looks like a non-boring Thor movie, and I'm happy about which that. Which is about time, right? And, yes. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy time. to see that, but uh, but I love the, the stuff between he and uh, and Hulk in this. And um, it is Kate Blanchett. Wow. That's wild. I love her headpiece. I expect to see a lot of cosplay of Hela. Oh, yeah, very for soon. sure. For sure. Um, How she's going to get in and out of elevators, I have no idea. But, you know, hey, <laughs> not my problem. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And I love this little conversation at the end of the trailer uh, between um, with uh, between Thor and Hulk. Where he's, Thor you know, and Hulk, the, yeah. The... the um, um, you know, just the, you know, Thor, Thor, Thor like, uh, or Hulk like fire, fire <laughs> Thor like uh, water. <laughs> yes. I think we're both like fire. Okay. But Hulk like raging fire. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Everything is a competition. Exactly. Onto the Justice League. Um, I got to say, I like this trailer. Uh, you know why you like this trailer? I can tell you why. You can see things yeah. in this trailer. It's true. They have lightened this up from BVS yeah. big time. They finally figured it out. People like to see movies. Yeah, still got some slow mo going on. Um, they do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it looks. Uh, it, it, yeah, a lot, a lot brighter for sure. Um, I love, uh, of course, I love J.K. Simmons as uh, as Gordon. Yep, it, and... it's great. <laughs> If he's not going to be Jay Jonah, he might as well be Gordon. Well, and that's it. And and you know, and yeah, if you, you know, we've already had Gary Oldman, so okay, so we we move on. Yeah, we are um, moving on. Yeah, there's a couple of genuinely funny bits in the trailer, so there it seems that they've learned a bit of lesson. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, we but we definitely see like the, uh, you know, a couple of uh, neat little quippy bits with the Flash, um, and 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 that's a good sign. It is. It that is. They're realizing, hey, maybe have a little fun with this too. Um, but we've got. Um, so I'm assuming this is Steppenwolf. We never actually see him, but yes, uh, I, I think it is Steppenwolf. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, you know, and it's funny because it does feel very Galactus-y, very Clytus. I'm bored um, mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. And of course, uh, we will also see a bit of uh, Jeremy Irons as uh, as Alfred, mm -hmm. which is always a good thing. I like um, the penguin crack. I love the penguin crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Again, a little more lighthearted. They mm -hmm. they're learning lessons here finally, um, and that's a good thing. Yeah, wind up. Uh, you know, remember we long for the days where all we had to deal with was was wind up penguins. Penguins. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. I, I, I I'm interested to see the the Aquaman dynamic for sure. Um, 
Momoa is selling it though. I, I gotta say, I he agree. really is selling and, it. And I gotta say, I, I'm kind of liking the, this kid as Flash. And I was dead set against it because I am such a big fan of uh, of Grant Gustin in the role. Mm-hmm. Um, but but he says a bit, a bit about you know the like you guys are going for for combat. I mean, I don't do combat. I just kind of you know push people. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And, uh, and there's a great uh, little twist on the, um, you know, they, they they talk of course about Superman as as having been a beacon, and uh, and gosh, do you think he'll be uh, making an appearance in this movie? Yeah. Well, uh, the, uh, yeah, especially at the end when there's a little tag there. Um, Superman was a beacon, really, because I thought Superman was in an X Man movie the last time I saw it. So well, it, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we're, this, we're retconning the movies a little bit. Superheroes we're out ret- in daylight. We're retconning the the whole thing. Yeah. Yep. But they're fighting parademons. I'm all for that. Yep. Um, this is a good thing. But I love this where they're all sitting there and uh, and Gordon says, "How many are of you are you uh, of the of you are there?" And he said, and Batman says, "Not enough." And then he turns around and of course they're all gone and they've left Flash. They're all there. gone. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, how'd they do that?" <laughs> again they're having fun and that's that's nice to see indeed and then we get a second one a shorter trailer um little it seems a little takeoff on the jurassic park uh bit with the uh with the glass, glass. Yeah. yeah um this is where alfred uh uses that keyword hope yeah interesting word to be used in uh not no the the s is not an s Remember? Oh yeah, Ugh. that's what it is. Uh, yeah. Ugh. But it was interesting that they they did drop um, in the beginning of the Justice League trailer. The there are no lanterns here. Oh yes, yes, yes. No, so no that, lanterns, that no protectors. Well, yes. So there you go. It's coming. Yeah. So. Well, and and again, it's it's like. You know, bring the universe together, kind of thing. And now we've got. Oh. Now we're into the Defenders uh, trailer, um, which is going to be. It'll be gritty, like like all their series have been. Yeah. To date, but I think this is going to be a really fun uh, miniseries. Again, there's some lighthearted stuff in in this uh, that I kind of like. Um, I, I I again I I can't really speak to too much of it because I haven't. It's one of those things where you have to have seen this to, to watch that, and uh, you mm-hmm. know, so so I've seen almost none of them. Uh, really, I've seen a okay. bit. Of, I've seen a bit of the first season of Daredevil. I quite like what I've seen. I just haven't been able to commit the time to sit and watch it because watch it, the rest it, of it. Yeah, it's not. You know, it's not. It's a lot. not kid appropriate. No. Well, that's part of it, and it's also. You know, there's some stuff where it's you know where you know some kind of shows where you can kind of refer to them as a laundry folder. You know, so it's like yes, I can multitask. Oh, yeah, right. Totally. I don't find that these are are, are good are, are good for that, you know. I think, that, and that's that's to their credit because what I'm saying is there's a lot more going on, and so I don't yeah, want to kind of like give it do short something short. else. Yeah, well, yeah. On, yeah. And um, I, I've seen them all except for the uh, Jessica Jones. I'm not not sorry, not Jessica Jones. The Iron, Iron Fist, Fist one. right? Yeah, because you have so, to have yeah. seen Jessica Jones because it's in order. Um, oh, totally. Yeah, totally. yeah. Uh, t- David Tennant is Purple Man. Come on. Oh my God. Right. Frightening. See, right. yeah. I, I, again, I, I want to get, I want to watch them all. So, because what, I, from what I understand, I've got to do, is it Daredevil season one, then Jessica Jones? Yeah, Daredevil season one, Jessica Jones, Daredevil season two, Luke Cage. Okay, and then Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. Yeah. Okay, and then this. 
And when does this uh, drop, or do they say? Um, I think it's October-ish, I think. Oh, okay. Which will be upon us before we know it. Yeah, um, and it's all the episodes, so there yeah, you go. Yeah, exactly. So the Defenders. Mm-hmm. Yes. I do like Luke's lines, like, I'm not looking for super friends. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Some good. Yeah. Got to get that little dig in there, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> so, oh, August 18th. Oh, closer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So okay. soon, 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 soon. Up next, we get The Gifted. Now, is this a movie or a t- Oh, it's Brian Singer, so this one's a movie. Um, no, I think it's a TV series. Oh, okay. So but this... can tell where the character designs are coming from his um, Days of Future Past, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it's an interesting team. Like, we got Polaris in here. We've got uh, Blink, uh, who is, of course... Um, I guess she was in the Age of Apocalypse. Well, she was in um, and then in Exile. Days of Future Past too. Right, right. Oh man. Yep. Yeah. Kind of looking like the uh, daughter of Mister Sinister in a way. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So so yeah. So so we get this one. Um. Is that Amy Acker? Yes, it is Amy Acker. Okay. As the mom of the two newly discovered mutants which is very reminiscent of the first couple of issues of x-factor really yes that's right rusty and what's that called rusty um, and i forgot her name uh yeah. it wasn't boom boom but it was another girl before then wasn't it yeah um oh god yeah uh, i found so, it interesting that they use the last name strucker though i'm like really that's kind of a you that's kind of a very infamous marvel name last name so well and i think that's intentional but i i I would have thought more like a guy rich kind of thing you know uh Mm -hmm. oh and thunderbird is is in this yeah um i don't know who eclipse is i think he's new for the show i was wondering if that was sort of a takeoff on um sunspot yes thank you that's exactly what i was thinking yeah maybe um So, yeah, it was Rusty and Skids. Skids, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, okay. Um, oh, Skids didn't really show up until uh, until uh, about eight issues in. Yeah. Um, but it's okay. the same basic vibe is these mutants go around finding other mutants in trouble and, and try to rescue them before they get lynched or something, so... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, the Strucker thing is interesting, and it's Stephen Moyer as uh, as Reed Strucker, their father. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, this is very interesting. I, I again, it's uh, it seems more of a set in the universe of as opposed, you know. Mm-hmm. It, but it, but it's weird because we do have a few direct lifts, right? So my first thing on it was it kind of reminded me of the show X Factor, you know, where it's like, yeah, they're sort of like them, but not really. Yeah. Um, but and they do mention the X Men and Brotherhood. They don't think that they're around anymore. Yes, that's so an, there's yeah. that moment. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and again, we have things like we have a guy listed as a uh, uh, a Sentinel serviceman. Um, mm. We've got, uh, of course, Lorna Dane. Um, yeah, all sorts of interesting, uh, interesting ideas at play here, which is uh, which is always a good thing. 
Uh, then we get into uh, an Arrow trailer, which quite honestly seems to me more of a recap of the last episode of the season. And I find that in sort of, and we'll get into this as we get to the next part, but I find this sort of in very much in contrast, uh, well, as is the series, uh, to The Flash, um, where The Flash kind of shows a couple of scenes from the end, but really gives us a lot more of the here's what's coming kind of thing. Yeah. Um, whereas this is all stuff that I've seen before. Um, well, they did announce uh, Michael Emerson from Lost and Person of Interest is going to be on Arrow this season. Oh, really? Did they say who yep. he's going to play? Um, I, I would bet money it's a bad guy. Well, yeah. Um, so that's that's what I would bet on. It's, that's why I actually had trouble watching... Um, uh, what's it called? Um person of interest because he was a good guy in that ah true yeah uh, you know it's weird he's just got one of those little intonations you're like oh he's a bad guy well yeah i mean now if, of course if he's on the island well that's always going to be a problem right um always always so uh they yeah they... hopefully he is on the island and pushing buttons somewhere in a bunker yeah so they're not saying who he's playing so um nope, nope. just that he's joining the cast well, I mean, Berriman bowed out, so they need they need someone else to be a a force to be reckoned with. Sure. Now, now, so so he has left, has he? He has. It was off screen. Yeah. Well, he no, I mean, he announced it too. So no, yeah. I, I mean, it's well, it's very much not off screen. He. Uh, <laughs> oh well, he's I mean, done. he announced it off screen, but it was one of those things where I thought it was one of those where he like died off screen because i'm behind on arrow yeah yeah it's i think uh but you know the, you know what characters have died before on these shows and have come back so it's superheroes yes you know, it's part of the trope it's part so. of the myth that they get right you know and um mm-hmm. i mean katie cassidy was off the show never to come back and uh and lo and behold <laughs> now she's back as an earth two version of um of black canary which of course f- for most of us is actually kind of a chuckle because of course black canary was from earth two from earth two ah so um so yeah i don't know how much of this is uh what's coming up um so so i think they we do get a bit of next steps as to where they're going with it but uh there's um yeah there's there there, it just felt very much sort of a a big recap of the season ender Mm. where everyone blew up apparently so (laughs) yeah yeah it, it it didn't go well uh but that's ne- nor should it. True. Um, then we get into the Flash one. Um, so we get a little recap of what happened at the end. Um, and, you know, so Flash has disappeared. I guess he's never coming back. Ever, ever, ever again. Yeah. Um, so basically, you know, which means he'll be back by the end of the first episode. Totally. Yeah. Um, or will he? Mm. <laughs> um, He'll be Lady Flash when he comes back. Ah, oh, there you go. Jesse Quick. He's a lady robot Flash. Um, uh, but but we've got, uh, yeah, so we've got them, you know, basically trying to bring Barry back. And that's that's kind of interesting. And uh, there's a bit, there's a, a little takeoff here. Yeah, here we go. Um 
and I'm I'm glad I'm glad to see the whole team is still around. Like uh, so, it yeah. looks like Killer Frost will still be around. And uh, um, but uh, no, what I was gonna say is is I like the like they they had to do a takeoff right here of the um, Indiana Jones um, guy with a sword thing. Mm. Where they kind of make fun of, but they kind of make they, it kind of gets played in reverse. Where they make fun of the guy with the sword, and then he kind of schools them. Um, now, who is that? Who is that samurai guy? I don't know. Okay, I, it, I it didn't know. ring a bell with me with Flash villains at all. I'm like, yeah. okay, this is new. So, okay. Yeah, he he may well be turn out to be a character that has been seen before, or just a sort of a new take on an old character kind of thing. But I don't know who at this stage. Um, so, so yeah, they're trying to bring Barry back. And so, you know, something's going to have to go wrong with that. Um, totally. And so, you know, I think back to when, um, when Wallace West came out of, you know, the dark, the darker flash, um, from sort of the other hyper time, uh, timeline came back in the, in the Mark Wade, uh, um, stories, uh, just toward the end of Wade's run, actually. Um, so that's what that kind of made me think of. Okay, then we get Legends of Tomorrow, and uh, which I think had a much better second season than the first, because they realized they could have fun with this. And mm-hmm. um, look, there's a Buana Beast. I know. Well, that's the big thing. I mean, that's let's not let's huge. not bury the lead here. Take a drink, Buana Beast. Um, and there's say, a circus, a and they chance. mentioned they mentioned that uh, that a uh, that a saber tooth tiger escaped. Ah. Uh. Escaped animal. Yeah. Take a turn. Yeah, exactly. I and um, and we get uh, Ray and um, and Jackson uh, being a magician duo called Ying and Yang, huh. and um, I don't know who th- I don't know who that is. But basically, is it, is it Vixen? No, Vixen is in it already. And yeah. so I'm not sure exactly who that is, um, and I'm not sure who that is giving um, giving uh, um, uh, uh, White Canary heck uh, at the beginning there either. Um, mm. I I would guess that's a Time Master we haven't met. Yeah, well, but you know they they were supposed to be all gone, and she seems very sort of more bureaucratic as opposed to. Um, so well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Maybe um, Harbinger. Well, we've had a Lila already, but oh, okay. Well, well, no, we've got like because Lila is over in. Um, oh, I love this Victor Garber Titanic joke. He's like, whoever ah. the guy is that built that shot, that that ship should be shot. <laughs> so of course, in the movie, it was he. Yep. Um. Okay, in 2018, discover the lineage. Ah, uh, yeah, this is the Krypton thing. Still kind of yep. leaves me cold. Yeah, it's it's definitely a different thing for sure. Yeah. So I don't know that I've ever been that interested. You know, I wasn't interested in how the Grinch became the Grinch either. Um, uh-huh. uh, then we move into Supergirl, and now I just actually watched this with the girls uh, over the last couple of days. So we we just got caught up on Supergirl, and um, and all the sort of endings there with the sacrifice she had to make, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and. Um, with a very sort of great darkness style ending. Um, mm-hmm. um, but, but yeah, talking about, and, and so there's kind of a, uh, a, um, you know, Kara Danvers was a mistake, uh, thing going on here. It very, reminds me very much of the, the Spider-Man no more or the death of Clark Kent, uh, mm-hmm. uh, as we remember. Um, 
Um, there are a lot of announcements made there. They're, they've got Adrian Pazdar coming in to play Morgan Edge. Uh, they had Laura Benanti playing her mother, uh, who has now been, uh, that role has been recast now with uh, Erica Durant, of course, Lois Lane from Smallville. Uh-huh. And Odette Annabelle is going to be playing Rain. And we saw that at the end. We saw sort of a teaser for that at the end of um, at the end of, uh, of, of this season. Oh, there's Morgan Edge. Yeah, yeah. You know Morgan Edge isn't going to be a good guy when, uh, when Adrian Pazdar is playing him. Well, there's that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I think Lawrence Fishburne is supposed to be playing, um, uh, John Jones's, uh, father. Not Perry White. Interesting. Right. I think, have they had Perry White? No, they haven't had Perry White on yet. No, I don't think they have. Yeah. We haven't really seen many of the other, uh, Daily Planet staff, save for Jimmy and, um, um, and of course Clark. All right. So we've got... Oh, I guess this this must be Gotham, right? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Have you have you watched any of that? I've watched the first season, yeah, and I haven't gone back to it yet. But of course, it's on the list. Yeah, same with me. I got through. I I, I made it to the uh, the first the first break in the first season, and mm-hmm. then I kind of dropped off it and just haven't gotten back to it. And and I, I was quite I mean, enjoying it. Looks it. it was very no beautiful, it. yeah, to me. Oh, it looks yeah. very stylized and very sweet. So I need to get back to it. Yeah, and there was a and and uh, while I had a lot of concerns about the idea of of it going, you know, I kind of liked when it seemed like it was going to be basically Gotham Central. Um, mm-hmm. And then but it's going more towards Batman and the Rogues. So very, you know. very much. And uh, but I don't. Uh, but and and now they hadn't gone as deep into it at the stage I was at. Uh, than they have since, but I was quite liking the, the direction that they were going. It, it was, it was, you know, I was, in, like I say, I was enjoying it. It's just this peak peak TV makes it kind of difficult to watch everything. <laughs> true, we we live in a time of an abundance of riches, sir. It, it's so. very true. It's very true. Um, yeah. So so. And again, like like the look of it, it, you're right. Very stylized. It's it's a slick look. Like it uh-huh. feels it feels a, a um, you know at, at times like uh, like a grittier version of, of Burton's Gotham. Yeah. Um, oh, House of Mirrors. <laughs> mm-hmm. Messy. Yeah, Gotham has no heroes, huh? Mm, Herm. Nope. Herm. Indeed. Indeed. So, um, so that continues again. Like it's, you're right. It's an embarrassment of riches. Mm-hmm. And there's only so much time, yeah. so you got to spread it around, and when, right? And when the worst thing I can say is I can't watch all the superhero things that I want to watch. It's um... hashtag first geek world problems. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um... What was that, Chickless? As. I don't know. Is that guy who was back there that looked like Michael Chiklis? Mm. Maybe. See Mr. Freeze. I see the Riddler. Of course, Penguin. Mm-hmm. There's another rogue in there. There's actually two, three more. Yeah. That are uh, hovering around in that preview that I 
saw, and it looks like they are introducing one big time as uh-huh. new. So, oh, and it's at the end of the preview. Oh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like if you if you manage to get a gig on Gotham as a as a rogue, you're safe. If you get a uh, gig as a gangster, your your days are numbered. <laughs> it's very true. Well, as so, a rogue, you know the idea is that you have to keep around, right? Yeah, you're you're supposed to be down the road for him. So yeah. yeah. Now bad things can happen, but it doesn't mean that you're you're not going to be like out of work yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, so. exactly. You might have to take a little dirt nap like Riddler's doing right now for a while, and then come back. I yes. mean. Riddler's clearly all Han Soloed up for Penguin right now, so you know. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh yeah, of course we've got we're gonna have Rachel Ghoul. Um, Whoa! I forgot about him. No, there's yeah, another one yeah. too. Rache and uh, I think it's Scarecrow, isn't it? Coming back or coming into it? Again, I'm not up to date on it. No, so. nor am I. So I I don't know if he has been around or will or will be around or. What? Oh, he'll be around. He's in that preview. Yeah. Ah, and here we go. We get some uh, some beginnings, as it were. Yeah. yeah. It's very Batman Begins when oh, yeah. oh, the look Grange at that. shows yeah. up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. So that's Gotham, and that's starting uh, the 28th of September. Yeah, but I think all the other CW shows start not early October. Yeah, usually yeah, that is usually the case, and yeah, like I think Flash is October tenth, and uh, and the others will be kind of around that time as well. Oh, a second trailer for Gotham. This one seems a little more uh, Catwoman focused. Mm. Oh, and there's uh, there's the Riddler sickle. Yep, Riddler sickle. <laughs> uh, always makes me think of the uh, huh, Plasmus. Huh. I'd better try <laughs> chip. Nah, I'd rather try chip, which. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Uh, uh, fear. Hmm. Yeah, Scarecrow, definitely. Yeah, Crane. Oh, good grief. Yeah. I like that look for Scarecrow. Yep. So it's moving to Thursdays. Ooh, brave. And more Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> is that Gotham? Not sure. Nope. Oh. Seems a very interesting flash, uh, TV show Flash trailer. Ah. Um, they did mention a couple of things uh, in the anim- DC Animated Universe. They're, they're going to do a proper Death of Superman this time. Ah. With um, where it's the death and return of Superman. So, uh, so and they're going to do it as, as, as a two-parter like they did with uh, The Dark Knight Returns. Um, so a lot of people saying, but didn't I already do this? And it's like, yeah, uh-huh. but it was really shortened and it was really kind of... Uh, you know, it, the only similarity was that Doomsday beat him up and, uh, you know, and supposedly killed him. Um, and, and I see uh, uh, Mr. Terrific in the actual costume. 
I mean, he has been to a degree in the in in Arrow, but it's just nice to see. And his vibe. Mm-hmm. So kind of showing the animated versions uh, to the comic book versions to the uh, to the versions uh, as they show up on TV. And of course, we have guys like Steel. I mean, again, like we live in a world where Firestorm and Steel are on TV every week. Like, how crazy is that? Would you ever have believed that? Uh, I never would have believed that. So, I mean, vibe. Yeah. Oh, and and black and and black lightning coming up. I'm oh inter- yeah. I'm interested mm-hmm. in watching this one. This looks great. Um, uh, Cress Williams as uh, as Jefferson Pierce. Really interesting choice. I would never have thought of him as a guy playing a uh, a superhero, but but they they make it work in the trailer for this. And so the idea is that he basically gave up being a superhero years ago, and um, you know became a school principal. It's like gonna leave the vigilante thing alone, and uh, now he's finding he's got to come back to it. And uh, and his daughter may have inherited some of his powers. And so it starts October 9th, and I believe it is also a CW. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looks good. I, 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 you know, they're like they they own it now, don't they? I mean, when oh, you get totally, down to yeah. it. Um, <laughs> okay, now hang on. I'm just going to. Uh, okay, so the ne- what's the next one that we're going to look at? Um, let me look in. I just posted them to our page. Hang on. The next one I posted would be um, Ready Player One. Okay, so let me just. Um... Which for uh, while you're setting that up, I'll just say if you've not read the book, please read the book. It's excellent. I I find a lot of people find the pop culture references kind of um, fan service, but um, if you were around during the '80s, like Paul and I were, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of a love letter to that time of being a geek, um, and it does have a really good, um, I think, story. Um, I've heard some people are like, "Oh my god!" But you know, you can't please everybody. So, well, you know, uh, and, and as we learned that. from the internet, you sometimes you can't please anybody. totally um, anybody. Exactly. I was um, TJ Miller was on the Nerdist podcast a few weeks ago, and uh, and I was listening to it the other night while I was walking the dogs, and he's talking about this, and it it just it sounds like a lot of fun. And, oh, uh, it and is. he's talking about this, and I'm like, "What? What's this movie he's talking about?" And then I realized it was Ready Player One. Now, I haven't read the book, and I and I think I do need to check this out. Mm-hmm. Um, what I find interesting was I remember there being a lot of buzz when this was announced, and then I'd heard nothing else about it until now. And, and, and as I say, hearing him talk about this the other day, it was like, wow, that sounds, this movie he's in sounds really fun. Mm-hmm. And, well, I, would, uh, I, I can explain the, the gap in time on please. this. It's, well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in the book that is intrinsically tied to inter- intellectual properties that they probably couldn't get a hold of. Okay. Because this is being done by Warner Brothers, so I doubt you're going to see any Marvel references. Right. Even though there are Marvel reference references throughout the book. They probably had to retool some of the book because you couldn't do it all in a in – a, it's sure. like a Harry Potter novel. You can't do it all. Yeah. No, you've got to pick and choose what you're doing. But a lot of it, because it happens in a CGI world, is CGI animation. Yeah. So go ahead and go ahead and I've watched this like five times. Go ahead and click start yeah. all okay, when you're so ready. In three, two, one. And so these are, as we say, they'll be available on the. Uh, 
they're already on our on, on our, our page, and I'll I'll add them to the show notes for this episode, so you can play along. So, Ready Player One uh, trailer in three, two, one. Now, who is this kid playing the? Uh, you're looking at Wade Watts, our protagonist. Okay. And who's playing him? Ooh, let me look up. I'll yeah. look that up while you watch. Yeah. So um, now, is did Spielberg direct this, or is he just? Yes. Producing? Oh, he yes. did. Wow. Okay. This is Spielberg. Uh, let me see if I can find the cast real quick. Do-ba-do-do-do-do. Now, it, it, this, you know, a friend of mine sort of, he, he, he joked about it being kind of like the, uh, um, like a next generation uh, Roger Rabbit, you know, just in that, in that way of having all these different elements live, to, live together believably. And, I, I guess that's kind of a way to look at it, in, yeah. a, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, that's Ty Sheridan as Wade Watts. Oh, okay. But, but yeah, one to the Oasis, and you can buy these things from all these different intellectual properties. That's how they wind up in the game. Okay. So and you want to have Batman's costume? You buy Batman's costume and you put it on your right, avatar. And that's the Iron Giant there. Yep. Oh, man, it looks fantastic. It looks gorgeous. Like, Wait, do you, what do you see the, the the next scene? Oh, it's beautiful. It appears yeah. to be Batman riding a robot scorpion while wielding Excalibur. Good God. <laughs> and they they use Tom Sawyer by Rush in it, so I'm automatically yeah. in. Rush is a big part of the book. Really? Yeah, well, uh, you finish watching the trailer, and I'll give you the brief yeah. um, plot. This just gets better and better as far as I'm concerned. Hmm? This just gets better and better as far as I'm concerned. Wow. There we go. Yeah, you know, in some Tron-type cycles. and That's actually a cycle from Akira. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. They couldn't get Tron, I'm sure, because of Disney. Oh, of course. Yes, 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 yes. Mark Rylance in it as well as, uh, as, as Halliday. Interesting. Uh-huh. And yeah, they they um they said they the with uh, T J Miller as Iraq he uh he said he kind of saw that character as uh as basically the Boba Fett of the piece. And, yeah, well, uh, he basically is. Yeah. Yeah, and um and when um when he when he mentioned that to Spielberg, Spielberg was like, yeah, that's a good way to go. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Okay, so give me the. Uh, so here's the hook. It is the year 2045, and in the future, everyone plugs into the virtual reality of the Oasis in order to do everything. Right. There's no energy to go anywhere, so you don't go anywhere. There's no cars. There's no transit, basically. Um, and it, what there is is, you know, prohibitively expensive, and there are raiders on the on the roads and everything, so you don't travel. Okay. Yeah. Um, every resources are are very, very strapped, and it is complete dystopia. But in the Oasis, everything's, you know, magical and, and yada, yada, yada. So the guy who made the Oasis dies, mm. and he has no living heirs. So instead of doling out his billions of dollars, 
he creates an Easter egg in the Oasis. Oh. And the first gamer to find the Easter egg gets to inherit his vast fortune, which includes control of the Oasis. So there's there's your hook as to why everyone is battling, looking for the Easter egg um, to basically inherit the Oasis and all the power that uh, there is within. Interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I got to check this out, but I will I will check out the book first. Um, the book's very well done. Yeah. Very well done. Neat. And and Rush is the guy's um, favorite band who created the Oasis. It's a beautiful thing. So there, there's your Rush tie-in. Nice, that's awesome. <laughs> that's why they had to get that. They had to get Rush music for this. For of this course, song. yeah. But there's a lot of '80s stuff uh, mentioned throughout the book. Um, a lot of '80s stuff. There's a um, an audio book that Will Wheaton uh, narrated out there as well. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's neat. Yep. Mm, perhaps that will be where I use my next Audible points. Mm. Possibly. Possibly. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, so yeah, that sounds really cool. And we got one more. And and this this one dropped during D23, but I thought it was important enough to include because it is about teenagers and time travel. What? On this show? I know, right? How is that possible? Okay, so which uh, is this the full trailer? This is the teaser trailer for A Wrinkle in Time. The teaser trailer. Okay, that's important. Official U.S. teaser trailer. Okay. Yep. All right. And so it's about two minutes long. Give yeah, or take. So, so the last one's coming out. Uh, sorry, Ready Player One is coming out March thirtieth. Uh, they put it was supposed to be December, but they wanted to kind of get it out of the way of some movie called The Last Jedi. Yeah. And. Um, and uh, good for them. <laughs> yeah, wise. Yeah, and um, so so this and the, a wrinkle in time is coming out March 9th, twenty eighteen. I loved this book as a kid. Um, I, I I I understand there were more than one book. Mm-hmm. I just read the one, um, but but I I remember quite enjoying it. Um, all right, so this might be one I keep in mind for watching with the kids. Um, I would say that'd be good. It's yeah. a Disney feature, so yeah, exactly. Hey, they weren't. They, believe me, they weren't scared of the vulture uh, pounding on soup on Spider Man. So, uh, um, anyway. Huh. Okay. So, um, now who is? Oh, okay. Chris Pine, right? Mm-hmm. Chris yeah. Pine is the dad. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I always I always mix him up with uh, the other Chris's as well. Like they joked about it in uh, his uh, SNL monologue, but I I see it. Yeah, all the Chris's. All the Chris's. <laughs> and it's funny because it it it's been like I mean I I would have read this book probably when I was eight or nine years old. Oh, totally. Um, yeah. It's then, about that. it's for that age group. Yeah. And to be fair, again, when I was 10, again, when I was 11, again, when I was 12, like I, I remember <laughs> rereading this one and um, and quite enjoying it. Um, oh, and it's Ava DuVernay. Yeah. Interesting. Who did uh, Selma, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm hmm. Very interesting. Just sort of. Uh, yeah. Again, not what not what you would necessarily expect as the next project. Right. But. 
Mm-hmm. And with Oprah and uh, Reese Witherspoon and Mindy Kaling playing the Mrs. Squad. Oh, so. that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this looks this looks great. Yeah, I don't remember any of that stuff in the book, but then again, it's been a hot minute. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been at least thirty five years. So. <laughs> <laughs> at least, sir. At least. Indeed, indeed. So yeah, so there we go. Mm-hmm. Looks cool. Looks very cool. Yes. There's one other movie coming out. Um, uh-huh. It's coming out, I think, in November. Uh, I might post a link to it. It's Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. Oh, it is. Um, it is a, a biographical piece about William Moulton Marston and the women that he lived with. Oh, fantastic! So it's not technically a superhero movie, but it's in that world. It's it, in but that world. Yeah. I'm I'm curious to see. Of course, you know, Hollywood has to you know do things with it that will make it titillating, so to speak. Oh, yes. So, you know, we'll have to see how accurate it is and how, you know, it portrays each person in that relationship. So, it ought to be amusing to see. Very cool. But, yeah. So, there we go. San Diego MediaCon. There's our San Diego MediaCon recap. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And as they say, play along with us, watch the videos along with us. And then, uh, and and as we're talking about it, yeah, yell at us. or you will have already done that. Uh, you would have, yes. Yeah. All right. So there we go. Anything else? No, I'm good. Okay. So buy that fantastic four book when it comes out. I mean, what? what? Um, uh, that's incredible that's book. Incredible. Yeah. All right. Comments, as always, are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSB Podcast. And in addition to all these things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble, and we will see you all next week. Superman's in the Justice League movie.